Okay, let's go to Luke chapter 17. And chapter chapter 17, verse 1. I'm going to cover several verses here because uh, this is one of those times where we're looking at, at uh, through this month so far, what we've been studying. Uh, we've been studying the, uh, the ministry of Jesus uh, in large part and just different parts of his ministry, things that he's, he's both teaching and doing. And, and I think um, when I look at the ministry of Jesus, I'm looking at the will of God demonstrated through him. Um, he is, uh, as the son of God is, is looking for, um, looking for, uh, believers. He's looking to bring God's will to the earth. That's what he said. I never, I don't say anything that I didn't, that didn't come from the father. Everything I do, I see of the father. So he is, uh, demonstrating that in the earth. And in my mind, if I want to know what God's will is, I, I can look throughout scripture, but I can also look at uh, what Jesus did in the ministry there. But it says one day as this, um, Jesus said to his disciples, there will always be temptation to sin. Now I titled this temptation. We're going to talk about more than that, but there's always going to be temptation to sin until, until Jesus uh, returns with the triumph, with the triumphant church and defeats Satan or binds Satan for a thousand years. Sin, sin's going to rule the earth and the option for sin uh, there's 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 it, it just always remains but we have victory over it we have the ability to overcome there will always be temptation to sin but uh what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting so he says look you're going to fall to sin or, or temptation is going to be there you're going to fight this but the the real um sorrow is for those who call, do the tempting. So, um, you know, it, it takes a wicked person, somebody who has uh, evil intentions, somebody who is, um, you know, wrong in their heart to bring the temptation, some of the things that we see, uh, especially, you know, through, I'll just, you can see all kinds of things. But the he's, he's saying, the, be more concerned, be most concerned that you're not one that's causing temptation. And so, um, but he, he goes on, he says, it'll be better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to fall into sin. So watch yourselves. He says, it'll cause the, the children, uh, the innocent ones to, uh, to sin. And so, uh, be, be aware of that. Um, he says, if another believer sins, rebuke that person. In other words, hold them accountable. Not, not, he's not giving everybody a license to go around and, and uh, be a be that mean Christian, all right? We, we tell the truth in love. So we got to ask ourselves, do we love that person? Can we, can we love that person? Uh, are we willing to, because he follows this up with, are we willing to repent? Because he says, then if, they, if there is repentance, forgive. So he, he puts on us the responsibility to bring correction uh, telling the truth in love, it doesn't. So, so he's saying you you are not responsible if a if a believer sins, rebuke, rebuke that person, uh, and and uh, that word rebuke sounds uh, harsher than the than than that doesn't mean the license to just crush people. You can do it in a way, in other words, without compromise and without without withholding, so that uh, it can be received. 
here's the here's the the deal. He says, then if that person repents, forgive. Uh, even if that person wrongs you even seven times a day, and each time turns it turns again, and asks forgiveness, uh, you must forgive. So, so that means that the love of God is going to have to be in us because naturally we're not going to put up with that. We're not going to be willing to forgive. So, you know, there is a responsibility for us to guard our heart and work on us. I had somebody talking about an, a person that they have to work with. Uh, they, they have to deal with this person at work. And I, uh, they, they are in an environment, there's six or eight, you know, employees that work together, on, you know, different times of the day, they interact throughout the day. <clears throat> and like a lot of our settings that uh, we're in, we have to deal with the good and the bad, <laughs> good, the bad, and the ugly, you know. And so sometimes we have we have the different um, different things that we um, have to deal with in personalities. And uh, <clears throat> I've worked in those settings where it was a grind because of this one person or whatever. Uh, you've probably been there. Maybe you're there right now. Well, I told him. I I, I told. This person, I said, well, you need to pray for that person. Now, see, the, f the first thing is, I don't want to pray for that person. I don't like that person. <laughs> well, that, you know, uh, Jesus said to pray for your enemies. You know, he, he said to pray for those who, who despitefully use you. Come, those, who, those who irritate, you know, if Jesus was in our day and he was country, he'd probably say, those people that irritate the fire out of you, you need to pray for them. Those people that just grind your gears, that just get you in, in, in a mood. Don't send them vibes. We don't do that stuff. Pray for them. Well, here's the one thing you can always control is you. Uh, or at least you have the power to do it. <laughs> Sometimes that's a difficult. Maybe you got to pray, God, give me this strength. Give me the ability to, you know, hold my tongue when I need to. Not, not uh, you know, walk in love towards that person. That doesn't mean you let them run over you at all. You can stand your ground. You can you can maintain what you've been given. I don't I don't believe that you know Jesus wasn't just a pushover and let everybody run over him. Uh, but how we respond here's the thing. Point my point of praying over them first is praying for them and your ability to truthfully and honestly do that reveals in your heart what needs if something needs to change. So you get you right first and say okay God. I'm, I'm going to maintain if it's an issue of uh, they're, they're testing you with, uh, you know, putting, putting you in a bad position. You know, you, you trust God. Get your confidence in God. Know that God has you there. Know that he's blessed you with giftings and talents. And this person's insecurity uh, or their uh, maliciousness or whatever it is. God, there's plenty of scripture that talks about God protecting you, him taking care of you. But you, we need to have that that heart, our heart right. I remember uh, a guy coming in threatening my authority and my position when I was really young in ministry. I was in a, um, this big church and on staff, running the staff and everything. And and there was a couple of different times where I had, had we had you know issues that concerned me, and I had to I had to grow through that, learn how where and where and how and what my position was and. And what I needed to do, but the first one I worked on, and the one I had the most control over, was me, and making sure the devil. I didn't give the devil any ground to weasel his way in there, and and begin to cause conflict in other areas of, of there. So, uh, walking in in uh, 
that helping that that's that's huge all right let letting us be helped in that way if any believer sins rebuke that person so in other words we can a believer he's saying um he says you know you need to let them know hey that's sin that's wrong that's an area that's wrong and here and here's why and i i believe jesus didn't say it because they weren't all toting uh you know study bibles and 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 everything but if he'd had the scripture uh available to in the form that like we have it today you know we would he would have said hey let's let's take the word of god i would just tell you if you can go with the word of god you have an authority that's beyond just your words and um and and study that out make sure you're not using it wrongly anyway take the word of god apply it uh, but but then when they repent, we got to be willing to forgive. And and so you get you can ask yourself litmus test here: Can I forgive them when they repent? If not, you need to you need to work on you uh, first as well. Even if that person wrongs you seven times, continue to walk in forgiveness. Now he gets on down here, and I wanted to get to this. And we'll wrap this up. I wanted to get on down here to uh, verse six. The Lord answered and said, If you have faith even as a mustard seed. Uh, well, no, no, wait, but back up to verse 5. The apostles said to the Lord, show us how to increase our faith. They are given this task to do, and their response is, okay, God, huh, I need some more faith for this. I, I, I am not where I need to be. God, help me. Jesus, increase our faith. Show us how to grow. And so uh, that could be related to to their whole walk, everything with it. Obviously, they're seeing, okay, Lord, this is this is not something that is natural, naturally easy for, you know, at times. It may be easy at some time more than others, depending on depending on the situation. But verse six, he 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 turns to him, he says, if you have faith even as a mustard seed. So if you can just believe, just begin. It doesn't take a lot. You just have to trust that, okay, God, you said it, I believe it. I I don't ha I don't understand how I am not sure you know what it's going to take uh, I, I'm I'm a work in progress here but I'm willing if he in other words if we're willing God meets us where we're at and he'll begin that process I absolutely have seen this happen over and over again he said if you have faith as a small as a mustard seed you can say to this mulberry tree may you be rooted up and planted into the sea and it'll obey you. Now, our goal is not to go move trees with our words. I don't think our, I mean, if it is, you're, you're probably missing the point here. He's using an illustration to say that uh, when we have faith in our heart and we begin to pray, we begin to say with our mouth, we, we get our words lined up right. He, he puts a high value on words at once again. But he's saying we can remove this situation. Uh, but there again, taking taking all that into account, getting our heart right, knowing knowing uh, what's right and wrong, what's sin and what's not, uh, make getting that distinction, and uh, <clears throat> and then he and then he just tells them over here in this these last these last verses of this verses seven through ten, he he talks about if uh, you know the worker plowing in the field and and uh, you know you expect them to work, so he he's like. You know, don't don't think there's anything other than this is your job. This is your responsibility. Put your faith to work, and uh, don't expect any great big extra attaboy for doing what you should. 
This should be just common. I think that's what's pretty cool about that last part. We run out of time, but that last part where, where you leave them plowing in the field and uh, just that's the normal thing. All right. Well, listen, as you go throughout your day today, uh, look for opportunities to apply the word of God. I'm sure that there's places where temptation is going to come. Resist that temptation. Stand against it. There's also going to be opportunities to forgive. There's going to be people that push your buttons, that irritate the fire out of you, that, you know, that, that uh, whatever. Walk in forgiveness and grace. And you're also going to probably be confronted with things that, that need to be corrected or changed in somebody's life. Do that in love and, and uh, allow them to repent. And when they do, walk in forgiveness. So as you go out through your day today, just be like Jesus. <laughs> that's easy, right? <laughs> it may not be always easy, but that's our goal. So walk in the blessing of the Lord. Uh, be blessed in all you do. And as always, go get them for Jesus. Love y'all.